Welcome back to another message of biblical inspiration, motivation, and teaching from the Word of God. If this is your first time joining the Manna community, we encourage you to subscribe, let us know you're here, and how God has blessed you today. Also join us on the go with our Spotify podcast for continuous listening of God's motivation. Jealousy. Oh man, brothers and sisters, you and I have been there, and there's nothing like having jealousy in your heart. It's hard to get out, hard to deal with, and sometimes hard to avoid. But at the end of the day, it's not of God, and it will ruin your relationship, not just with that person that you're jealous of, but with God himself. This is the poison by which I'll share with you our second edition of the story of David. Stay with me a moment, and let's take a deeper look into the most unprecedented rivalry in the entire Bible. After all that David has done for the Israelites, Saul becomes jealous of David because the women of Israel came out to sing and dance to meet King Saul. But in their songs, here's what they said that got Saul so spun up. Saul has struck down his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Immediately, a harmful spirit rushed upon Saul, and jealousy was in full throttle. Shortly thereafter, he raved while David was playing the lyre, wanting to take his spear and pin him to the wall, but David escaped him twice. Saul feared David because the Lord was with him. Saul didn't like David in his presence, so he made him commander over a thousand soldiers. But David had success wherever he went. All of the kingdom loved David, and Saul knew it. Oh, jealousy. Saul also gave David his eldest daughter, Michael, to marry, and that's a big deal. Even David was taken by surprise because he honestly didn't think he was good enough to be the son-in-law to the king. But there was a catch. Isn't that always the case? Saul just required only 100 foreskins of the Philistines that he may be avenged of his enemies. Well, that's not so easy, is it? But don't forget, believers, God was with David. David returned with 200 foreskins. But Saul, of course, still not happy. Saul was continuously threatened by David because he knew the Lord was with him and not with Saul anymore. He secretly made David his priority enemy number one. So Saul decides he's got no other choice but to try and kill David. In comes Jonathan. Jonathan was Saul's son who was very close and a best friend to David. And Jonathan warns David of his father's plans to kill him. And so David spends the next few years of his life running from King Saul. And in that time, a little Bible knowledge for you in case you didn't know, David wrote several songs which include Psalms 57, 59, and 142. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you, it's a very dangerous thing to hate someone secretly in your heart like Saul did David. Why do I say that? It reveals an idol on the throne of your heart that has taken the place of God. And think about it. This is a greater threat to yourself than it is to the person you're hating. If this is you, stop. You're wasting your time. Saul kept pursuing David with the intent to kill him, but David would never lift a hand to Saul. 
There was even a time when David had the opportunity in the cave of Adullam to take Saul's life, but he spared him. It's in 1 Samuel 22-26. Years passed and eventually Saul died. David mourned for his king, although he pursued to kill him. David truly loved his enemies, and I doubt he even considered Saul his enemy even after all that he had done to him. After Saul's death, David is anointed king. During his reign, all the Israelite tribes asked David to unite them under his rule. David goes on to conquer Jerusalem and renames it, fun fact here, Zion, and makes it the capital. So David is doing quite well and tremendously blessed by God. And here's what God promises David. Read this covenant with me as I put it on the screen right now. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture from following sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones on earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may dwell in their own place, and be disturbed no more. And violent men shall afflict them no more, as formerly for the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will rise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words and in accordance with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. 2 Samuel 7, 8 through 17. This is one of the messianic prophecies of the Old Testament that literally sums up most of the Bible and gives its true meaning. This same promise was repeated to Abraham and to Adam and Eve in the very beginning. God will send his servant king to redeem his people and establish his kingdom. Take a guess who that is. We know him as the man who died on a cross over 2,000 years ago and lives in our hearts today. And those who believe in him receive eternal life and are part of his kingdom. Who else? Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, believers, I urge you to learn from Saul. Saul chose selfishly to kill David so that he would be respected and honored, and he forgot that God made him king. He allowed anger and hatred to enter his heart, and he acted on it. David chose God. And luckily, 
you and I still have the opportunity to be like David. Finish this incredible story with part three, where David's life is turned completely upside down and his walk with God begins to stray into lust, vanity, and murder. Amen and amen.